0: I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest business association in the country, representing a million jobs in the state of New Jersey. It's amazing. Pretty impressive. I agree. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. We release a new episode every other Friday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance. And they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some insurance.
1: Yeah, so just a couple housekeeping matters before we get started. Today's show is available on every podcast network where you can possibly get a podcast. We're also on YouTube. But if you are listening to this on a podcast network like iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn Service, and you love us, please give us a five-star review. It helps us get out there and get discovered by more awesome listeners just like you. If you hate us, maybe just grab a Snickers and come back when you're new <laughs> you again. Because this show is amazing. Just go but, away. Yeah. <laughs> just or that, or you know. That. But away. in all seriousness, OPB at njbia.org is where yeah. you can send any feedback, questions, anything you want us to read or hear that's where you can do it.
0: Tell us why you hate us and we'll take it right to our uh, therapy appointment. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so with us today is Rebecca Perkins of Perkins Partnerships. So tell us a little about yourself. Say hi. Thanks. It's great to be here. I am a
2: public policy consultant. Uh, what that means, and in, in, for people who don't really understand public policy or know what that is, um, it's, it doesn't, in my case, it doesn't mean I've got tons of policy degrees, things like that. It means that what I do is really work in areas of advocacy, um, and I like to work in serious issues. I've been very fortunate in my career to work on some issues and in industries that are very impactful to New Jersey. Um, so um, I don't do uh, you know I don't do fashion shows, I don't do uh, weddings, I mean not that those there's anything wrong with that, they're all fun, but sure. I tend to do things like sludge, waste treatment, um, auto insurance, pharmaceuticals, you know, the, the fun, easy lifts. <laughs>
0: wow, that sounds, <laughs> fina- <laughs> wow, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's not it's not winning shows, it's not,
2: yeah. wow. It's been really interesting because what I've learned through all of that is that there is something interesting about everything, even sludge. Sludge can be really fascinating once you learn enough about it. And the beauty of what I've always done, um, either working in trade associations or as a consultant with my own business, is that I have the luxury of kind of sticking to one general area. Uh, Much of my my business is focused on life sciences, but there's always been a variety of issues and companies that I've dealt with, so it's always interesting. And it gives you the luxury to kind of delve deeper, but you know, you get to see a a wider range of uh, people and issues in that too.
0: Very cool. All right, I think we're going to do a deep dive on that, but first we have an icebreaker Mm -hmm. question.
2: Okay. Break some ice.
0: Yeah, let's let's break some ice. The icebreaker (laughs) is, uh, what are your favorite Friday night plans?
2: Oh, I have such an exciting life. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Friday night plan, we have to start off a big Friday night with my regular Friday night ritual, yeah. uh, which is probably, you know, bringing the weekend in with a, a martini, probably dirty. Mm. Um, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and I have to watch Brooks and Shields on the PBS NewsHour, because those guys rock. You know?
0: Brooks and Shields? That sounds like a made-up show, like, Brooks Shields is going <laughs> to talk yeah, politics exactly. or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no, Brooks and Shields. Um, it's, I just, I just love those guys. I, PBS NewsHour actually usually puts me to sleep too. Okay, I'll be honest. Um, but these two guys, they talk about politics and I was actually once in a, in a hotel in Washington and Mark Shields, who, you yeah, one of my idols, obviously. Um, I, I, had just kind of turned and as I, t- I'm turning back, I see he's just walking past me. And ordinarily I would go like, oh my god, I love you. I love you. I am just, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Well, it was too late for that. Just too late, right? <sighs> so, um, I'm like, oh, I have missed the moment. What can I do? So, uh, he goes into this restaurant where he and his crew used to eat. This story can go a really I, <laughs> awful no, no. way.
1: It's, it's really short. It's really short. I'm no, like, I just mean like there's, there's a the lot car. of stories <laughs> that end really terribly that start like, alright, so I chased him down into the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs>
2: I almost kind of did. I went to the restaurant, but I was not going to intrude in his little group, right? Because he does a show, or used to do a show on PBS after that, so the whole group would be there. Um, you know, and I wasn't going to, I was not that bold to break in on that. So I went over to uh, the hostess and I said, look, I know who just walked in, and I'm a huge fan, but I don't want to interrupt his breakfast. Can you just please tell him I'm a huge fan? He goes, who's that? And I said, Mark Russell. Right, And she's like, he's not here. And I said, no, he just walked in. And she goes, no, he's not. I said, he's at the table over there. Like, you, that's him, right? And I left. I had to catch a train. Well, I'm like on the train coming home, and I realized that wasn't Mark Russell, it was, was Mark just Shields. Say, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so I'm sure the entire table was like, oh my god, your big fans are here. They don't even know who <laughs> you are. <laughs>
0: that's pretty funny. I thought you were going to be like, I stalked him from afar for a little while, and then followed him out of the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and jumped into a cab and like, no. No, 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 I, I, I'm many
2: <laughs> things, but not a star.
0: That's good, that's good. Yeah. Ben, what are your favorite Friday night plans? I don't
2: have favorite Friday night plans.
0: I,
1: I'm just really boring. Well,
0: out. now you have a kid, so all your I Friday have the night kid. plans are scuppered. Yeah, you
1: know, like I find that um, all of my friends, anybody that wants to get together always wants the Saturday. So I find that, like, I'm always telling people I'm really booked up. When really, it's just that same day every week that can get booked Ooh. up. And then Sunday and Friday, I'm doing nothing. So, you know, you got your Netflix, you got your, uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, now that we have the kid, you know, it's it's just another night chasing her around. So. <laughs> How old? How old is uh, she? A little a over a year, yeah. 14 months or so in a couple weeks. So. Yeah, I have two grandkids under two, so uh, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least we're sleeping now. That's, that's the big thing, you know? Like, many, many, many episodes ago, probably like the last time we really talked about Chloe I was talking about how I don't sleep anymore but we're, we're beyond that now like sh- instead of waking up like every couple hours she wakes up at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and then she's just up but at least you get like wow. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. or so which is probably more sleep than I used to get anyway so that's yeah. amazing yeah wow. yeah how about you
0: all right uh, yeah so Kind of the same. I'm in my, my forties now. I don't, I'm not going out on Friday night anymore. There's no mm-hmm. club scene. Um, but one of the, my favorite things that I used to do with my, uh, my girlfriend Christine was we would, I would go to her house and I would pick up Chipotle on the way and she would text me her order. So I would show up with Chipotle and she would have two bottles of ice cold champagne in her fridge and we would watch whatever garbage TV that she had recorded on her DVR that week. And usually, I, I say garbage, but usually it was like, um, the white princess or the white queen, those Philippa Gregory historical oh, yeah. things. They're others. really good and they're based on like actual history and they're well done and <laughs> so the costumes. So you don't feel like you're watching trash. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: There's like debauchery and sword fighting and fun, but it's, it's all, historical, all historical, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of scary, huh? We were, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing at the same time. Like, uh-oh. Yeah, right? Jinx. Mm.
1: Poor Vinny. He's like, oh god. <laughs> no, I've never watched the show. I have no idea what we're talking about. So. Oh, they're yeah.
0: based on the um, the War of the Roses. Do you remember in the last episode, the the Mindy Scarlet episode? I was talking about how Richard III kidnapped his nephews, mm-hmm. and then they they were never heard from again. Yeah, that was the tail end of the War of the Roses. Up oh, okay. until then, all of the the families were warring, um, and one faction would like get a hold of the king and kill him and declare themselves king, and then the next faction would get a hold of that king and kill them and declare. So it was. Um, Why would you want to be king? Well, Exactly, <laughs> but the the kings had a lot of. Um, money and power if you could hold on to the crown. Mm. It, was a, it was a good place to be if you could hold on to it. Um, so anyway, yeah, Chipotle, champagne, and some garbage TV with my girlfriend. Wait,
1: wait, wait, time out. Now I, I've got questions. So, okay, so let's say you're king. <laughs> you, all right? Queen. Fine, way. but like, let's just say king because that's what you were talking <laughs> Sure, about. right, okay. So like, somebody kills you and becomes king. Yeah. They would have to be like your brother or something. Happened all sort the time. <laughs> of,
0: yeah. That's actually how the War of the Roses began, is mm-hmm. that you had the king, Richard II, who was bad. He was just making really bad decisions, and um, he exiled his cousin, Henry, mm-hmm. who had the biggest army and the biggest pile of money. And so Henry was not happy, and when he came back, he, you know, Richard sort of accidentally died. Nobody really kind of knows. Oh, I think they do, but I don't know the story. And then Henry declared himself king, even though Richard's son should have been king. Mm. But Henry was like, "No, I'm king now," and he became Henry the Fourth. And then, yeah.
1: No, and why does the cousin have his own army? Like
0: because, because William and
1: Harry don't have their own armies, right? Like well, because it's like- <laughs> it
0: was the Middle Ages, and they were England was almost constantly at war with France. And so the way that feudalism worked is that you had a guy at the top who was kind of in charge, and then you had all of his little. Um, warriors below him soldiers and each each feudal lord had their own army and and depending on how wealthy you were you could like hire outside mercenaries to swell the ranks of your soldiers um and and you had the peasants working the farms the the serfs who were like bringing in the crops which funded everything it was like this big pyramid scheme basically Mm. yeah so henry had the biggest army and all the money
2: so the more you know. In New Jersey terms like the the people at the top of the food chain would be like you know your um, your, your county chairs, your borough <laughs> chairs, and then <laughs> underneath them you have all of the mm. you know the little municipal officers, <gasps> yeah. the officials, and the you know third assistant dog catcher and all those totally. things you like to have in New Jersey. So,
0: that's exactly <laughs> right. I remember when um, Phil Murphy threw his hat, and not to go political, but I remember when Phil Murphy uh, officially threw his hat into the ring to be governor. Everybody was like, "Oh, well, that's it then. He's he's going to be governor." And I was like, "Well." I don't understand why, why is he gonna be governor? And they were like, well, cause he's got all the money and he's got all the lines and I was like, what what are the lines? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh. And and somebody explained it, Melanie Willoughby, shout out to Melanie. She explained what the lines meant. Would you like to do the honors? it basically
2: I... means you're going to be elected whatever. Right, <laughs> if you right. Have the lines. But each county has a convention sometimes or a county chair has a nominating committee or in many cases it's just the county chair who will say you get the line, which means that you've got all the all the, the offices and things up for election located in one easy easy fell swoop of a voting. Like thing, the right? Dems are
0: all under yeah. column A. Yeah.
2: Well, you don't know where or, you're going to be, right? But, because that's a drawing, but you're all together and basically there's, it's it's got your title on it, the regular democratic organization. So that right. means that's what all your, your little serfs go in and look for. And they, right. You know, <laughs> the <laughs> minions. The, peasants. the Minions. The Peasants, yeah. Wow. This just got really yeah. offensive, I
1: feel
2: like. <laughs> You no, know, all of I look. No, I'm a peasant. I get it. I, no, I am I, too. Know? I'm totally a peasant. I'm, I'm yeah. just an educated peasant. And it's you know? probably impossible to not go to politics with me, so because that's kind of just the way I am. So yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. I will try not to be political. No, 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 that's okay. Political. That's okay. <laughs>
1: no it is an interesting
0: um, way that the world. It hasn't changed much. The way that the world works it hasn't changed much. Hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, about that deep <laughs> dive, right? Oh
0: yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Time without getting into politics. How many days do we have to do this? I together? know, right? I know. So <laughs> tell us, what's your
2: favorite thing about your job? The favorite thing about my job—it's my own business, uh, which I love—and that's probably um, one of the most favorite things about it. Is um, even though it can be terrifying sometimes to be a business owner, I also find it incredibly rewarding. Uh, and what I love the most is that your whole life can change with one phone call. You know, like you can lose a client and have a really bad day, or you can pick up a phone and it could be somebody talking about the most interesting opportunity that you never even thought about. And it just becomes like a huge part of your life. It's wonderful. So I like that. I like the um, unexpected. I like kind of you know, being in control of my own fate. Um, it's up to me to make the business work. Um, and, you know, for good or bad, I don't have anybody to blame if things go south. I can pretty much say, well, yeah. I should have done this, should have done that. Um, so it's just, um, it's, I like the responsibility and I like the, I like the risks and I like the rewards.
0: Any favorite clients?
2: Oh, they're all my favorite
0: ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like children. You can't <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so
0: what's interesting about sludge? Because I've been thinking about that since
2: you said it.
1: Everything's interesting about
2: sludge. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Well, like, they actually, um, like sludge, you know what sludge is? This no. Is a test.
1: There's Two a, seconds. like, there's a defined, okay, go ahead. Can no, you you, I, I want to know. Do you guys know what sludge is? All right. So I would think it's like the toxic waste that comes off of energy production. I don't know. I was no. like, you know, you, you always think of nuclear sludge. I but was like... thinking,
0: um, like, waste management sludge. Yeah. yeah that's that's Really, it's,
2: it's the what comes out of uh, wastewater treatment plants. Basically, Ooh. that byproduct is sludge. But you can take that sludge, and you can actually—they have reclaimed like forest land in Pennsylvania. I mean, you can use it for all kinds of good things. We can recycle it. Yeah, really, like fertilizer. Yeah. yeah, wow. Basically, so you would never think that there could be anything really good that could come out of a wastewater treatment plant. But sludge, sludge is a very good thing. So.
0: I am astonished. I need to, like, sit with that information for
1: a minute. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, because, like, okay, my first thought on that is, okay, if this is the byproduct of all the stuff we throw in the garbage, then it can't be consistent in its output, because, you know, maybe you're throwing something away one day, and you're yeah. not throwing it away the other day. Right. So, like, you can't consistently rely on it to be fertilizer, right? Like. What if I'm throwing out, I don't know, salt, right? Like, salt is not good as a fertilizer, because well, that would salt your land. Well, let's be
2: clear, it's not things it. you're throwing out. It's, it's waste things water. that go through
1: Right, right, but I'm saying, water. like, the <laughs> things I throw out would yeah. then dictate what gets filtered out of the, right? Like, no? yeah. Yeah.
0: You're asking me. You're looking at me, so I assume you're asking me and I'm like, Because
1: you're the one giving me a look like, no, you're totally wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. I've never
2: worked with the recycling authority as a client, Mm -hmm. so I can't help you there, but sludge, trust me on sludge. I do know my sludge. Sludge has been
1: very, very good to me.
0: Sludge has been very good to you. (laughs) That is a phrase I never thought that I would hear out loud. (laughs) That is so.
1: It's one of those businesses you don't think to get into.
0: Seriously. So to speak. R, R, R. No pun intended. Just start
1: branding. It. It's like sludge. Just do it. You know,
0: like. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. Great. And we're back. We are now going to play a game, my favorite game called Awful or Awesome. I'm gonna name three things and you have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and then be prepared to defend your answers. I love how dramatic that sounds. Hmm.
1: Right? Okay. All I'm right. engaged. Well, if you can't be dramatic about your favorite game, what can you be dramatic
0: Obviously. about? Obviously. That's <laughs> so true. I
1: get pretty dramatic about Mario Kart, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <Okay>. true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first up, Law and Order reruns.
1: I don't watch Law & Order.
0: You do not watch Law & Order.
1: No, okay, so I've seen a couple episodes. Um, they all seem alike to me. Uh, it's it's kind of like, I don't watch anything like that anymore. Like, I don't watch Law & Order. I don't watch CSI, like anything that has that template where like every episode is going to be the same basic Procedural, thing. Procedural, yeah, right? Yeah, like, um, so I just kind of pulled out of all of that years ago. But I, I have seen a few. It was a decent show. I don't yeah. Know. yeah.
0: So you're talking the entire, like, franchise, not SVU, not... Yeah,
1: so everything, like, the genre, not just the franchise, like, yeah, I'm just not into it. I mean, I watched, like, eight seasons of CSI, and, like...
0: Eight seasons of CSI, and then you're like, I'm
1: done. Yeah, and then I'm done. And then, like, um, Tara got really into NCIS, and I was like, this is the same thing. And then, like, Law & Order is not, like, a medical kind of, like, drama in that sense like I'm not CSI isn't a medical drama either but like you know it was like that that same thing we're gonna like you know solve crimes and it's gonna be the same basic thing we're gonna have our team and you know, like all that, and right. I, I'm just like, I'm so done with it, you know, I'm over it, wow. so. Especially when there's tons and tons and tons of TV that I haven't seen, that everybody's like, this is the best show ever, I don't need to be seeing like 23 seasons of, you know, Law and Order.
0: I can't believe it's been 23, is it 23? No, it I'm, 23? I'm being oh, okay. hyperbolic, but I'm like, when, you know. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah, yeah it's probably
1: been a lot, I don't know, especially if you start combining them across their different, yeah. you know, franchise, not franchises, but like, their different series, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: uh. that's a better
2: word.
0: All yeah. right, mm-hmm. Becky. Awesome. awesome. Awesome.
1: Awesome.
2: But I will differ for you a little bit. I, the, the whole, I've never seen CSI or NCIS, so it's not the genre, but it's just those original Vaughn Order episodes. Yeah. I just love those. I think it's the doink, doink. The what? I, the doink, doink. Doink, doink. I don't know doink, doink. Doink. Every time there's a big thing.
1: It's like, page, okay. Dun, like, dun. Oh. <laughs> I
2: don't watch the show and <laughs> even I knew that. I
1: don't watch the show It's like the most never... mockable thing about that, that show. Dun, dun. <laughs>
2: And I love the predictability. The first three minutes, somebody finds a body, you know, then you cut to the detectives doing their work. Then uh, the last half hour of the show is the court system, the prosecutor, who those guys are really just in the cops. They're just out to fry everybody. Mm. Kind of like, I think we can make a case here, you know. Well, maybe they didn't do it. No, we can make it. They're, they're, they're pinned. We got them. And it's kind of
1: like, guys, That's terrifying. It's a little, yeah, trust me, it's a little scary, but I just, I'm addicted to it. I like how this. the very thing that you love about it is what I hate about it. Like, <laughs> like you just, like, put ten yeah. it out, an yeah. episode of Law & Order. You're like, all right, the first five minutes is this, and then you got 20 minutes of this, and then, yeah. you know, like. You got your yeah, body, you got like,
2: your detective work, you got your prosecutor, you got your closing argument, you got your mm-hmm. jury verdict, and then they all go out in the elevator at the end with one wry comment from Sam Waterston. It's Oh the my most-
0: lord, you know what, somebody told me once that um, the first half is the law and the second half is the order.
1: Ooh That's how it I got like its that. name,
0: right? <laughs> so I have to be honest; I've never seen a single episode from start to finish, all the way through. But I caught the middle part mm. of the Vincent D'Onofrio episode where he was mm. caught in the train. Do you remember that? No. It's not a spoiler alert, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I can say oh, it. has been there's so no many spoiler
1: yeah. alerts at this point,
2: <laughs>
0: right?
1: Okay. All so... right, I'm, I'm going to make like a new rule on this show about spoilers. We will not spoil anything that's come out in the last three years.
0: But SVU,
1: that's that's been a while, right? Like
0: no idea. I not. think you're yeah yeah
1: I think you're safe.
0: Three years. I like that three yeah. year yeah. rule. Yeah. All right. So there was this episode <laughs> where a subway train like had um Vincent D'Onofrio had like been out jogging and he slipped and fell onto the tracks just as a train came by, and so his upper half was like this, like on the platform, and his lower half was just gone, and the train was behind him, and he was like talking, mm-hmm. and they were like trying to figure a way to like rescue him or save him. It doesn't sound like an episode of no, Law I think and it's order.
1: Law order, unless yeah. someone pushed him. Also, no, I was, they
0: always maybe die. they always die. Well, he, think he did, he did oh, die. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Usually,
1: so, they I die don't in know. the beginning, though. You have to find a body. Listeners
0: yeah. will, will know. Somebody, <laughs> write in and tell us. Tell me what I'm talking about.
1: Because he's also like a phenomenal actor. Like, why kill him off in the first five minutes of your day? That's
0: the thing. He wasn't dead. He was like oh. chatting with the police officers, and they were like, "Listen, man, we're gonna get you out of here." And he was like, "That'd be great."
1: Wait. And so he was just like straight Darth mauled. Like yeah. he had no like. Lower he was torso literally of his, body. Okay. his
0: elbows. I think were up on the platform, and he was like chatting with the officers who were trying to save him. And the subway was literally behind him, pinning him. But it had cauterized all the blood. Like he couldn't bleed out I mean, because just the... chatting away.
2: Wouldn't he be in pain? Like immense pain. Maybe shock would. Uh... Maybe
0: shock. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could very well be that I'm remembering this completely wrong. <laughs>
2: Maybe but, this was one of the nights we had chipotle and champagne. It's like, whoa! Check out that this show. That could very
0: well a be. dangerous combination. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's Everything's
2: true. better with champers.
0: Oh my gosh! Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I've never watched it, but I totally understand the appeal of feeling that comfort. Like I just rewatched mm-hmm. season two, the whole thing of The Good Place, because I just love that show so much.
1: But when? The Good Place doesn't have, like, a template. That's what I love about that show is that, like, it's so out there that, like, you don't predict. Like, if yes, if you watch season though. one of that show and, like, you get to the end of that season and you're just blown away at how, like, little you predicted what was going to happen in that. You know, like?
0: Yes, but I feel, okay, so maybe season one didn't have a, a template, although I think it did a tiny bit. Season two definitely did i think in that every episode they were dealing with some problem and they were kind of fighting and squabbling and mm-hmm. and and by the end of the episode either that problem had finished or there was a new problem and then the next episode they were fighting and squabbling about the next problem
1: but you're talking about like the nature of serialized storytelling like okay. Okay. you know that's okay. different from like okay the first 5 minutes we're going to introduce a body and then the next 20 minutes we're going to like get clues fair. about it you know
0: like that's fair yeah all right wow that was Way to put me in my place. Thank oh, you. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good
1: place to be, Smack right? Oh,
0: it is a good place. Okay. Second one is local politics. And I mean that in that all politics are local. So Cory Booker, for example, you know, not leaning one way or the other, but he started as the mayor of Newark. And technically, you know, Newark is a really big city and New- I think it's the largest city in New Jersey, even though it's not the capital. Um, and he used that as a way to catapult himself to, you know, he's not a presidential front runner yet, but his name is bandied about quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and so, po- local politics in, in that all politics are local politics.
2: Yeah, I mean, awful and awesome. I ah, look at you, <laughs> I like that, okay. Yeah, very, okay. very political answer there. You know, I, I just was talking to um, someone yesterday and of course, Tip O'Neill's famous adage came up, you know, there's no Democratic or Republican way to, to plow a street after a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just it's about the level of service that you can give. And you see that on a local level. People will often say, oh, I would always vote, you know, whatever my party is, but it doesn't matter at the local level. Sure. It's really about who takes care of me. Right. Well, I think now we're really seeing that at the, at the national level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, you know, it's politics is really ultimately about the story that you tell and how it affects the individual. And everybody's going to react differently to that story, but you know everybody has to feel that at some level, and that's why you know you can tell the same story, you can do your national ad campaigns, whatever, but you've got to reach each person individually and get them um, to feel hopefully the way you want them to feel. You know they're going to react, but but it, it's all about that individual. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, politics is fascinating. So yeah, so I, I, I take it back. It's all it's all awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I would say that it's awesome as well. Um, I think that. <laughs> This is something that somebody else said first, and I'm glad because I repeat it in my head a lot. I don't say it out loud very often, but politics is like Hollywood for people with bad last names, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Hollywood is, show, it's, uh, Washington is show business for ugly people. I think it's,
0: <gasps> ugly people, That's, word, that's yes, that's actually the way <laughs> that I first funny, heard it. No I offense did. to any politicians
1: for <laughs> this <laughs> show, we love it.
0: <laughs> Keep up the great work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, fascinating to watch it play out. And it's even more fascinating than Hollywood because Hollywood is totally scripted. Even the the romances off screen and the marriages, a, a lot of that is scripted too. Do you know what I mean? Like the publicists call each other and they're like, hey, we need to arrange for a romance between yeah. Tom Cruise and, and Penelope Cruise. They need to go on a couple of dates and they need to be seen in public for a while. Do you remember that? No. That actually happened.
1: I know that like, so I had heard that some people will like call somebody's agent to be like, I'm interested in your client, can we get a date? I didn't realize it was so to the point of like, we need to script a romance between, you know? Like, not because all of- everything that happens in Hollywood is totally genuine uh, and real. Uh, right. Well, I mean, yeah, but like at the st- the end of the day, people are <laughs> right. like people, right? Like, that's so sad. Sometimes, but yeah. not
0: always. Hmm. Yeah, what about you? Politics?
1: I don't know. It's it's kind of a confusing question like local politics, but everything is local, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. So maybe just like politics in general? I don't I, I guess. Don't know. I guess like the, okay, so it's it's weird. I want to say this in the most bipartisan way possible. I don't totally agree that like on a national level, we just like look at it as like what can you do for me. I think these days there's a lot more partisanship in terms of like people being like this is my team and I'm going to latch onto yeah. it than you know anything, but I don't know the local. I, I really need to get into the local level of politics a lot more. Like I have no idea who's on the school board or you know the anything like that. And I've got a kid now, so that's that's important, I mean, right? Honestly, so, yeah. that's one of the things that amazes me so much. You know, I, I have been a registered
2: lobbyist. I'm not currently registered. Um, you know, I, I register for specific clients. I've done state, mm-hmm. federal lobbying. Um, I do a lot of advocacy work, so I engage a lot with elected officials and and people who work in administrations. It constantly amazes me how little people know, and not just New Jersey, like everywhere, about how government works. Yeah. And I think it's it's really sad that, you know, kids don't learn that in high school. Yeah. And there's just this general, oh, it's, they're all crooks, let's, you know, dismiss them all. But especially in New Jersey you know where you have a legislature that comes down goes home every day it's so easy to go into your district office the legislators district office and say hey I really have an issue with whatever and they're thrilled to have you come mm. in you know it and people don't understand that people just don't do it uh, they shy away from it and and it's just the easiest thing in the world to find out what's going on
1: yeah when i, I the last election that we did um the real local stuff I, I noticed that nobody was running for like certain position I think it was in school board mm. and I, I was like wow nobody nobody's running so I wrote in my wife's name just to be like you know wouldn't it be wild she would be so mad at you me right? if, like, you know can you imagine Terrible like, somebody won that but like yeah but it just got me thinking like how could nobody be running for something yeah. and then like we still have to vote I don't know <laughs> but yeah, I guess there's a lot of um, lack of interest on that, and everybody kind of needs to step it up, myself included. I'm a, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I Part of my job is sort of paying attention to a certain extent and knowing what's going on politically in New Jersey, but I will be completely honest and say I have no idea what the name of my mayor is. I have no idea if he's mm. a Democrat or a Republican. I kind of don't want to know because I don't necessarily want to take that Baggage home with me. I don't want to mm. be stressed about. I'm stressed at the federal level. I don't want to be stressed at my local level too. Um, but you're right. Like if we all decide that we just don't want to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what does that leave yeah. us? I can where make a does
2: that? And you kind of get where we are now, but that right. be political, I don't want to go there. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. It's very hard. I told you, it's going to be hard to not I know. be political. But I'm trying. I'm I trying. know.
0: No, it's, it's a tough thing. Yeah. It's a tough thing. All right. Um, monopoly, as in the game of Monopoly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is a business organization. <laughs> right. I'm pro-monopoly. <laughs> I'm a capitalist. I'm pro-monopoly. Um, I would have to say awful because I kind of really despise board games. Oh. But my son. Your son does something. With my board son's game. business is board games, so I will have to say. What does he do? He has a very cool business. Thank you for giving me this shameless <laughs> <world> opportunity. <laughs> it's called Roll for Crit dot com as in like any any time you're making I guess you're tossing the dice in a board game yeah. and it can change the game. It's a critical move. So okay. Roll oh. for crit is a board gamer term. Um, and they he does a lot of podcasts. He does videos and they mm. review like uh, board games. They, cool. They do PR for wow. board game companies. Yeah. Very mm. cool company. That's rollforcrit.com. <laughs> 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 so check that out. <laughs>
0: okay. Cool. So, so
2: So for Jonathan I will say yeah. I love those board games. Yeah.
0: Mm, okay. <laughs> I am I have have a love-hate relationship with Monopoly. I love it when I'm winning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it takes so long and I almost never win. So You want um, the tricks? The <laughs> tricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah so I,
1: I love Monopoly, but like, alright, so the way that you're gonna win at Monopoly is you wanna um you wanna build as many houses as you can as quickly as you can. And you want to stick to like the letter of the rules. So like you can't play by like you know Kate's rules or whatever you gotta like stick to the actual in-game rules buy as many houses as you can as early as you can create a housing shortage then like never upgrade to this a hotel Kind of
0: mean yes no everyone hell.
1: you play with is gonna be like come on buy a, ho- a hotel and you need to just stick to your guns and be like no. so once you get like a bunch of houses together and like you know you you are basically controlling the housing market at that point. Find a way into jail, and then just like sit there and collect your money until the end of the game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like that's how you'll win every time. And you also, kind of use this strategy. Oh yeah, no, because I'm I'm amazing at this game. the <laughs> The best like thing to get on the Monopoly board are the orange ones. Like the, I don't remember their names, but the orange properties, like they're very underrated. Everybody thinks like the green, the blue. Yeah. No, no. You want the orange <laughs> because there are so right many now. different <laughs> ways to wind up in jail that when people get out, they're like automatically put over on that area, the so board. So they're going to owe you money. So like everybody winds up going to the orange. It's like the most landed on thing in the game. Wow, no. And I'm then gonna, like, go get a Monopoly board and yeah. check this out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some other stuff too, but like just doing that, you'll definitely win like every time.
0: Well, now I need to find some people to play Monopoly. Except it takes See, too long. I just don't want to uh, do that.
1: That's my problem. Is I I love Monopoly. I love board games in general. Nobody ever wants to play games. Like you know, like they have those um, themed Monopolies. Yes. Like, yeah. Like I have the Legend of Zelda Monopoly. I've never played it before in my life because nobody wants to play Monopoly. Is it Because <laughs> you know? you're kind
0: of a jerk when you play Monopoly. No,
1: you stick to the rules. You know, there's no cheating. There's <laughs> he no didn't like. Didn't really whatever. answer that question. No, he yeah. didn't really answer that question. I am not a didn't jerk. You tell I just me... win. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Didn't well, you tell me? once that monopoly was created by anarchists or something not
1: anarchists (laughs) so her name was um elizabeth maggie and she invented Monopoly to be an annoying game. Like, it was intended to be something to be like, capitalist. capitalism in general is bad. And so you were supposed Are you to- now, kidding? No, like you were supposed to play the game and be like, wow, this is awful. You know, the rich people get richer. The capitalism poor get- is Let's, awful yeah. is the message yeah. of Monopoly. Yeah, Let's she actually-
2: Pitchforks and, and, and pikes and tear down some, you know, like oligarchies. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she
1: wow. like actually created it with two sets of rules. and I. The one set is the set we play with to this day. Sure. And that was intended to be the thing that you hated. And then there was supposed to be this other way of playing, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you what the rules were, but like everyone wins in the end because it was more of like a communist kind of thing. And that was Socialism. What she, yeah. A monopoly on yeah. socialism. And that was what she intended, like people would come away enjoying more, and then you would see like the downfalls of capitalism. Like your but, Bernie Sanders monopoly. Sure, yeah. Everybody goes to college, all that <laughs> But yeah, like um, Milton Bradley got a hold of it and then like, you know, it just, it became what it is. Capitalist. So, yeah, Evil capitalist. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That is amazing. Uh, I feel like I learned I feel so like I need to do Yeah, the more that you, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's awesome.
1: We're, we're being very educational on this week's episode. So It's yeah.
0: lovely. I just think that that's fabulous. Mm. You taught me something, I taught you something. There like you go. That's
2: fabulous. All right.
1: That's our game, right? I think that's
2: our game. All right, so <laughs> tell us how
1: you started your company. I want to hear about how you got deep into the sludge.
2: Um, Well, it's kind of like whoever calls you and you're, sure, I know about sludge, you know, let's learn it. Um, Now, actually, um, my background is PR. Uh, starting way back I was an English teacher so always communication you know PR writing and verbal communication I was like a debater in high school and college so the only uh, people who actually may be more obnoxious than trial attorneys (laughs) but you know I'm I'm used to being very verbal and communicating so it became just natural for me to look for clients so I could advocate for tell their stories Um, so I kind of got to this business this particular business after a stint um, really in in private uh, private market. I, I worked for a trade association as a director of communications uh, for Hinge, the Healthcare Institute of New Jersey. worked very briefly in the McGreevy administration, uh, and then after that went over to the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey, uh, where I worked as a life sciences assistant for, uh, assistant to the president for external relations. So when I left there, when that job ended, I kind of looked at what I had done, and you know, it's like, well, I guess I need to find a job, right? But then I realized that what I really liked doing was having focused on one area, which was primarily life sciences, and all those 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 uh, those spheres. Um, it was really being able to see what people were doing, and I realized that a lot of people were actually working on the same thing, but they weren't really communicating with anybody outside of their silo so academia was doing its thing, Uh, you know, private sector was doing its thing and and government was just kind of all over the place, you know. So um, what I really liked doing and why I started the business was to be able to connect those people, you know, across sectors and and bring people together and I love that. I love networking, I love um, collecting people, you know, in a sense, and Mm -hmm. saying, oh, you need to meet somebody, you need to talk to so-and-so, and And I find so many synchronicities. They're just Mm -hmm. people that, um, you know, somebody knows somebody, and and inevitably those worlds will collide, Mm -hmm. and I think it's gotten a lot better than 15 years ago when I first started the business. I think we're much better at communicating now, but there's still always opportunities to introduce people um, to people who can assist them, you know, and and people they can be helpful to. That's actually
0: my favorite thing about networking as well, is, is to collect people. And they don't know each other yet, but you know that they're going to do really great things as soon as they meet. And so you connect them, and then you just stand back and watch this amazing thing unfold.
2: It's matchmaking.
0: It totally it really is. is. Yeah, it's it really, wonderful. Yeah, it is.
2: And that's you know I really um, I do a lot of work for uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, sometimes professionally but certainly in my personal life and you know asking people for money really grew out of my work on political campaigns, political involvement. But you really have to genuinely feel that you're not just you know, somebody. it's, it's not a negative thing. You're not going to someone and saying now you need to give me X and then I'll give you the receipt and we'll all be happy. You need to give someone the opportunity to really engage with the work <coughs> that, that you're promoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's not a genuine response to that, you know, you can get the money, but that's not really what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You're looking for people to to further the mission. And it's the same kind of thing with networking. You're looking to give people an opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. I gotta say, you're one of the best networkers I've ever met. Oh,
2: thank you.
0: Yeah, I feel like you and I have known each other for
2: Ten ish years, maybe longer. Well, same circles. Same, yeah. New Jersey is kind of like three degrees of separation, I know, you know. I mean, yes. <laughs> so it's very easy that way. But I come from Kansas, which, even though it's a much bigger state geographically, it's also the same kind of, you know, small networking state because mm-hmm. there just aren't as many people there to know. So you can mm-hmm. know everybody in Kansas, and in New Jersey, remarkably, I think you kind of can know everybody too in mm-hmm. in certain sectors because mm-hmm. it's really
1: a very small world in many ways. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's a really small world, especially in New Jersey. I would agree.
1: Well, we are. Are pretty densely populated, right? Yeah, the most true. in the nation. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> huh? So, anyway, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way?
2: Uh, probably through my website, PerkinsPartnership mm-hmm. dot
1: um,
2: Always available there. Um, all my contact info is there, and you know we all live on email. So, yeah, sure. you Check out the website and. Uh, happy to talk with anybody at any time. You know, if I can't, there's there are certain clients that I can't really work with. I'm always happy to talk to anybody, offer ideas, offer suggestions, offer to put them together with people who can help. Um, you know, my job is just to uh, not to find every client out there, but to find the right client, mm-hmm. and let the right clients find me.
0: Cool. Well, that's great, what a great philosophy. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, any last words of wisdom?
2: Oh, I think I've dispensed enough water. <laughs> and, and I'm out of coffee, so oh, there goes God, the rest oh, no. We need a
0: refill. Okay, so I think that's our show. And forgive me, people who are watching this on YouTube, I am so tied to the script because I'm terrified of forgetting anything.
1: I was telling her before we started, you say the same thing episode after episode. You can't memorize it by now, but, you know, whatever. Obviously, uh, I can't. Hey, not. hey, it's all good, right? It's a comfort zone. Wow. It yes. is.
0: It's a comfort zone thing. Mm. It's a comfort zone thing. So thank you to subscribers and listeners. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers insurance group the official sponsor of our show they do home auto and workers comp so check them out if you're in the market for updated coverage and finally thanks to becky Perkins for
2: coming on the show today thanks for having me
0: see you next time